it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. Right. I'm going to have to open that curtain just for the fucking light. Even if the sound does get a bit shit, I think I just have to see light. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay. Because it's very dark, isn't it's it? It's like we're in a fucking dungeon, you know? It's probably for sound reasons, but that's I okay. Know, yeah, sure, listen, we did it from, we did it from my kitchen. That's, ah, listen. You're a mood creator there. Oh, I need to have brought some... Uh, candles. Fucking, fucking Yankee candles, yeah. Yeah, don't Smell talk about Smell of clean towels. Oh, I just bought Yankee candles yesterday. Tell once. The tell clean no, clown. Um, no, I get baby powder and I, I'll ask you to invest in these because it will change your... I have one in the car as well. Baby powder. Baby powder. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Baby powder is the smell, obviously. It's the smell. It smells baby powder. Jeez. Blow your mind. Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, episode 60. Episode 60, finally. Yeah, sorry again. We we dropped off the radar oh, again. Oh, can no, I tell you about last give week? Give us a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and there was some people even playing the uh, guilt trip on it. I got one message from a person who I oh, follow yeah. back because she's the same sort of dog as me, and we're both big dog lovers. And it was like, I had an awful week. Oh Jesus! Oh God! This is the doggy network. I'm yeah, gonna call you out network. the doggy we're network. Calling out the doggy network for the guilt trip that you put us on. And then it was like, oh, after my terrible week of, fu- she basically said, everything was shy. Life meant nothing. I was at the end of my tenor, and all I wanted was a fucking podland, a podland, a podland, a podland, and a dubland podcast to cheer me the fuck up. And we let her down. We let her down. Well, can I just say? So I snapped about this the other night, right? Uh, so I was chatting on, on Snapchat, and I had said because I got a couple of snap going. You haven't really been on Snapbot story, so I snapped and said, you know, actually there was no episode sixty of po- of the podcast last week and people were more concerned as I said I've been off sick for a week I've literally been I've been properly sick for a week this I can't wait to I hear. swear to god right <sighs> so people so with that then I got loads of little messages on snap and I was like obviously people are concerned for my welfare and let me sit here and just regale the story of how I'm not well and then I looked and all it was was like what story with episode 60 what story with episode 60 and I'm like right you fuckers I had a burst eardrum I had streptococcal troth both of my fucking kids have been sick. I have been in two weeks of fucking hell. And like last Saturday night, I literally was lying there, okay? So I was in London last Friday. 
you were. I had the shittest time ever in London. Now I had a great time. It was my cousin's Why birthday. Why did you have a shit time? Because I was sick, right? So basically, it all started two weeks ago. Ushin got sick first. Ah. Then he decided he was infecting the whole. I was taking everybody down with him, right? He wasn't going down by himself. So then Thursday night before we were supposed to be going to London, Joey had to bow out because we figured out both couldn't be on. You know really bad parents so one had to stay so Joey said right he'll gonna stay he's gonna stay in Dublin I'll go to London Thursday night nobody slept I had been kind of fighting uh. a bit of a sinusy thing on my feet all week and then Friday ushing to the doctor antibiotic and I so it's all a big rush I legged it got to London and they're running 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 Got to the pub that my cousin's Christmas his party is in and I'm standing in the pub and literally I walked out to the beer garden with my brother Faded. and went oh this is like half eight Yeah, I just stood there and he's like you're right. I went no, no. I'm in an absolute fucking bundle, right? So anyway, got through it. That was fine. Didn't drink. Didn't drink any alcohol. Was like, can't be arsed. Can't be dealing with it. Feel too sick. Yeah. So then got home. That was grand. Didn't really sleep. Then woke up in the Holiday Inn in Camden and some dickhead with a lump hammers outside the window. And I'm like, yeah, right? What? Like, hold on. Was he working or just fucking hitting people? Hard to say. I mean, in London, anything goes. <laughs> that's actually a lovely hotel, the Holiday Inn. It's Camden. lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, when I gig in the Irish Centre, that's where. Is I that stay. where you stay? It's a fucking. I have to say, gem. it is. It's and great. The, see the smallest number. Starbucks in the fucking world is in the corner downstairs. Yes, it's, it's essentially just a books. It's like a yeah, a little desk, like <laughs> a school desk, <laughs> except it's a proper fucking Starbucks barista, with yeah. a barista standing. Yeah. You're like going, I thought it was a joke or a photo no. shoot. Oh no. But it's, an, yeah, it's the real yeah. deal. So, yeah, it's a nice little gem. Although, when I was checking out, did you have a lovely stay? No. What's you know, your name? Time. No, Clarice, I didn't <laughs> have a lovely stay. Um, so, that was did fine. Did you do all that, didn't oh, you? I did, and I, I'm not that did person. You really? I swear to God, Irish I was... people normally, no, like, we there never could be complain. a fucking gunman in your room. Yeah. And he could be, I don't know, having sexual intercourse with a squirrel in the corner of your room. And you come out the next day, did you have a nice time? Yeah, I was... Fucking perfect. Thanks. Yeah, great. Thanks very perfect. much. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, no, my brother was ahead of me and he said, yeah, everything was fine. And he was in the room next door and he just, he did hear it, but he was so hungover. He was just, he was like, I don't care. Whereas I was like, ready to fit to kill us. But there was earplugs beside the bed. Oh. And I was like, that wasn't actually for the fact that, because, uh, you know, because it's loud in Camden. It was, it wasn't anything got to do with the building works. So then the guy was like, did you have a good stay? And I went, well, no. I was like, there was a guy with a lump hammer outside my window at 10 past eight. Is there not rules and regulations on Saturday morning? He goes, oh, yeah, sorry. They don't tell us in advance when they're doing the building work. I'm like, I haven't slept. <laughs> Had a horrible kid at home who didn't sleep. So anyway, got onto the flight. That was fine. So I'm sitting on the flight and Jeffrey sitting beside me and my brother. And I'm like rubbing my ear because on the way over it had kind of been a bit sore. So I'm mid-flight and I'm like, and Jeffrey's falling asleep and literally I just felt my ear go. And I was like, that's very sore. Anyway, got home, two sick kids, Saturday night. And then I just text you and I send Alan from Head Stuff uh, an email and just went, I'm peacing out. And then it it was a series of events of my kids just being not sound and being sick and me being sick and snot and oh, have kids they so basically said. this is the fucking biggest most long winded excuse for why there was no Dublin podcast last week but it is and all that, true ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it's my sick note speaking of sick notes um, I gotta say hi to Connor Minchin is it Connor Minchin did you see that no you put up you did because you replied he oh. uh, is stuck in a hospital in Brooklyn New York uh, but listening to the podcast oh I did reply to him yeah, yeah. so, so uh, pl- buzz, I hope we cheered you up a little bit Jesus feel better Christ. soon Oh, by the way, anyway, there you go. That's the story. a fucking hassle-free morning. Jesus Christ! Sunday morning in Dublin City is a fucking uh, what a penance. Like for those listening now, it's Sunday for us, right? Yeah. It's the Sunday just before you're listening, and um, it's five to ten in the morning. It's five to ten in the morning, which is the middle of the fucking day, basically. But Su- Suzanne world. still thinks it's the morning, and she's the one with the kids. 
Um, yeah. But I woke up, but I came in to drive in today, loads of time, got up, into the shower, washed my arse, did everything I needed Thanks to for do. for the visual. Had me a bit of breakfast and a whole lot, took the dog out for a wee. Uh, loads of time to get here. Fucking roads are closed. Why are the roads closed? All the fucking roads are closed. I don't travel on the north side, so I'm Oh, not... Jesus, you know. Well, somebody's either been stabbed or there's been a fire or a flood or some bollocks. Probably so... a flood because you're over that side where there's water. Yeah. <laughs> I have mountains, you have water. I bring it to the mountain, you bring it to the water. Yeah, yeah, you just want to wash us off the planet, you see yeah. uh, so I mean, get, it would be easy. I finally get here as soon as I meet Suzanne Kane, just before I meet Suzanne Kane. So I'm on the phone to Suzanne Kane. Yeah. And I'm chatting away, going, Are you here? Where are you? What's the crack? Where are you parking? Uh, where are you parking? Space outside parking the door. space literally outside the fucking door. And uh, of course, it be in Dublin. A man on the phone can't be left on his own. Too fucking drunken. And I mean, absolutely pelatic. So drunk there on the border of exploding into like clouds of alcohol are coming over. And of course, they're from my fucking area. So they're like, oh, you're from Marino. Uh, I think it's more that you were PJ Gallagher more than oh, they, they were trying to make they the They never link. said that. It was all to Marino. No, because they kept saying PJ, P here, PJ here, PJ, PJ oh, here, PJ. Jesus Christ. Fucking penance, man. I had to, sh- And you have to be nice to drunks. I wasn't. I You're told him not, to fuck off. But I had to overcompensate then. Because I was really rude. Because well, you, you wanted to not be around him. Neither did I. But I know from previous experience, from many, many gigs, that yeah, if you're not nice true. to drunks, they can get volatile in fucking seconds. It goes from best mate to fuck off in fucking... As in like 0.2 of a second, you're, you're, you're all of a sudden, I was only talking to you, you fucking bastard. Now I'm going to have to ride you in the face. Uh, so it was like horrible. In fairness, it, it escalated quite quickly as well. And then where we record in Headstuff uh, on Lombard Street, there's a door. And then there's a, so you get in a door and there's essentially like a square. And that is all it is. It's a very like one foot square. And then you go in through another door. But both of them have to be beeped. So you have to get through both of them. The security doors, yeah. Security doors. So we got in one door and then the two drunk dicks are outside the door shouting in the door and we're trying to get in the next door but Alan, who looks after the podcast and looks after head stuff, he's trying to be... So anyway, then PJ presses the door release button and lets them in. I let them in by accident. there's four of us. I thought I was opening the door ahead of us. I actually opened the door behind us and that meant I let them in and we were still... So we were locked in this little cubicle, the four of us together. Jesus Christ. That was... It was scary. It was very oh, scary. What the morning. Anyway, let me have a look at me notes. I have lots to talk on. to you about. Lots of talk to you about. Actually, actually speaking of London, uh, I went to Covent Garden and had my makeup done in Mac and a, a young lady called Cookie. Uh, now that's what she goes by. I don't know, I'd say her real name is probably like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Ma- Maureen or something but she goes by Cookie but do you know what kind of strikes me about and good morning uh, Great Britain wherever you're listening this morning in the UK because loads of people will be listening to the UK and all around the world but if you're British or you're Welsh or whatever it is good morning uh, th- good Britain. morning good morning Britain. Um, the lack of knowledge about Ireland in England and Britain is fucking terrifying oh they haven't a fucking clue yeah they she asked me seriously she asked me the following question here we go do you have Television channels. She didn't say that. Like that we have over here. She didn't say. And that. I went. So, what, what, what? What do you mean? Do we have telly? And she's like, No, like I know you have telly, but like, do you have like the channels we have? And I went, Like BBC, Sky. Yeah, do you have them? Yeah, I don't know what was be going on. That's not even. She. It just doesn't get it. Just doesn't get it. No. I've been asked every single time I've ever gone over to England. I have had at least one person shocked when they find out that we don't use Sterling. 
Yes. And still that things were not a part of Britain. It's the, like, oh, genuinely, yeah, yeah. No, it's a did... regular sort of thing. It's And people, and then there was this, uh, this fucking guy, Nigel Owens, the rugby guy, uh, the rugby referee. Yes. And then a couple of years ago, he was stopped getting on a plane to Ireland. Uh, or, yeah, going to, on a plane to Ireland because he didn't bring his passport because he naturally assumed he'd be allowed to travel to another part of the UK without a fucking passport. And he went mental in the airport. Had a, had a, had a Mickey fit and went on this big Twitter. And I got into this huge Twitter row with Nigel Owens, with the rugby referee. No way. Yeah, the two of us had this huge Twitter spat, as they call it. Uh, oh, and he kept reacting because he was fucked off and stuck in the And you airport. were just sitting in your bedroom, and I'm sitting in my bedroom watching Star Trek or some shit, uh, sending the messages, watching him getting wound up all the time. And, and it ended up being a, this thing and, on um, Joe.ie. It was this big story. No the way. Twitter spat between the comedian and the rugby referee. I love, <laughs> love a good Twitter spat. But it was great, Kirk, but he genuinely thought. Uh, he, but they do. And, and part of his argument was, was I would not really have considered uh, Ireland a foreign country. You're like, oh. Trust You're not me, welcome mate. ever again, Nigel. We're, we are foreigners. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, well, when it comes to you, we're a foreigner. <laughs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. That and uh, then she also asked me a question, which is, I I thought it was kind of a, a dangerous territory to just, you know, when someone's doing your makeup to kind of go into. And then, because she said, you know, there's loads of bombings there, isn't there, from where you're from? And I went... There really hasn't been since about 1979, I, I think, think. that was the last time yeah. in Dublin, the last bomb. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, not in my lifetime has there been. And she's like, oh, is there not? Like, isn't, like, it's all. And I went, you're likening it to Iraq. I'll be honest with you. Uh, They're making similarities there. And she's like, no, I just thought it was. And I went, no, no, no. I was like, that's Northern Ireland. And she's like, it's all the one thing. And I went, well, well, I agree with her there. See, this, is where see, we, this is where the politics comes see, in. And then I, went, I went, well, I was like, it would depend what, where, who you speak to. And she's like, what? I went, to be honest with you, Cookie. It's a black hole. <laughs> just, it's a fucking black hole. All I want you is a little wanna... bit of eyeliner. Fix me brows yeah. up. Pat me ass and send me on the way. You, I'm good to go, Cookie. It's a black hole. You don't want to talk to Irish people about no, politics you don't. or geography. I got into a, a taxi in the UK before and your man started to ask me about the 1916 rise and I was uh, like, well, let me... Settle in, off. sir. Settle in. Hey, listen, I have to say, that's not my favourite fucking news story that I've ever seen in my life. Amazing, this week. amazing. I've never seen in my life. Right? I, well, so this is a big talk. This lad, right? Uh, he had a parrot, and his parrot. Did you hear this? It's fucking amazing. So his parrot, right, got was missing or was kidnapped. Who the fuck knows, right? But the parrot is gone. Right? <coughs> right. One day he comes downstairs. The parrot is fucking gone. He doesn't know where his parrot is. Now, five years he has a search for his parrot. He gives up, well, after a couple of years, he gives up the search for the fucking parrot. But for five years, the parrot is missing. And then this woman in California, she's been looking for her parrot the entire time. Because her parrot went missing as well, right? Now, she never finds her parrot. But in the search for for her missing parrot, she does happen upon another missing parrot, which turns out to be the original parrot in this story, which is the one that went missing from London five years previous, right? Right. So... Here's the twist in the tale. The parrot doesn't speak English anymore. He speaks Spanish. Where was the parrot? So his parrot speaks Spanish. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah. It's a fucking well, true story. I, I love how excited you're getting about this. Let's just rehash that for just, for just may I just take it back? Because the way you said that. Yeah. <laughs> like we're talking about a, a small person who went missing. The parrot doesn't speak English anymore. Yeah. He now speaks Spanish. He speaks Spanish. Right. Okay, so it's, yeah. a, it's a talking parrot? It's a talk. All parrots fucking talk. No, they don't. But, uh, any fucking smart parrot can have a, have a chat. So this parrot goes missing, and now he's speaking Spanish, <laughs> right? 
Uh, so I just couldn't believe it. They have this Spanish speaking Spanish. And now they swear it's the same parrot. He's got his chip in, so he has the number. It's the same parrot. Right. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was something like Harold or something like that, right? Do you want me to Google it? Very for English you? parrot, right? Uh, very and, English parrot. Yeah. Uh, so they can't, they don't know where he's been. They don't know how he survived. They don't know anything. But they do know that the, it's the same parrot. They do know he's forgotten how to speak English. And they do know that he now speaks Spanish. And it's a fucking amazing story. I just had this image when I heard the story that they sat the parrot down. And they got in an interpreter, and he met his owner, right? And he's sitting there with his owner, and the owner's like, going, where were you? He's like, did they look after you? Is there anything you fucking need? And Polly's gone, uh, get on the guy, get on the guy. And they're like, what did you want? What did you want? And, uh, she said, Polly wants a cracker. <laughs> Polly wants a cracker. Oh, uh, ask her again. Ask her, who took her? Where were you? What did he do to you? What did he call you? He says, Who's that pretty boy then? <laughs> it's the most amazing story. So, have they been reunited and now they're like, are they, it, I, I presume there's some type of. They've been reunited, but. Is it, you have to work at it, do you? Yes, it is the fucking thing because it's, who knows, there could be Stockholm Syndrome involved. And the first time uh, Harold, the parrot, parrot met his about. owner, he bit him on the hand. So that was a bit of a rough start. So he says, even though he's bit him on the hand, he He's still got a tetanus for that? I don't know what you do for parrots. But he bit him on the hand, and uh, they're, they're moving on. They're moving on their lives here. It's going to be a fucking struggle. Let's not be... So like, does Harold just move straight back in? Back it's like, to it's his like when you buy a wife from the internet, from right. Russia. Yeah. You know that way? Well, I, I, I think more... Even though you'd make an effort. There's a language barrier now. Yeah. There's a fucking... you know, you got to get to really know each other all over again. You know, it's not just this internet parrot. It's a real fucking thing. Life parrot. That you're living together now. You know, the similarities there a bit, a bit, because I would hope that Harold the Parrot, what? you know, is consensual in all things. Because the way oh. you're talking about, you know, Russian bride there. Well, yeah, and but a parrot. The, the problem is Harold what? the Parrot be ringing the police. Peace, he's what know what he's talking about. <laughs> Are you that me? Are Hola. you that me? Hola. Hey. Hola. <laughs> Hola, policia. Um, speaking of news stories about uh, animals, have you by any chance got sucked in to this giraffe that's in labour? No. What's that about? So there's a giraffe, and my Facebook is just frozen now, but basically there's a giraffe in labour um, in the States, and you can follow you can follow it online, right? But... It's been I've been watching it for five days, right? And apparently it's not an active labour. It's in a zoo what's a, somewhere. What's that mean? Not an active labour. As in so it's not it's a you go into la- no no you go into labour and then you go into active labour, like as in like everything's like you start your labour and then active labour means that you're gonna to start to dilate and then you're gonna get ready to have a baby. So you can be labouring, you can have like labour pains and stuff and contractions, but then you go into active labour, which well, you're means not you're gonna so have stages, so there's like pregnant, labour, active labour. Oh, there's about four hundred stages oh, to be perfectly right, honest with yeah, you. Okay. The, the, the least you know about the whole situation to be but and it's Ain't so anyway, this is this is called it's April, basically. April uh the giraffe. So it's on Fox thirteen news in Tampa Bay. So it's baby giraffe watch, right? right. I swear to God, I just watch this for like as long as I can without someone commandeering my phone. And it is essentially just a giraffe in its pen. And it's just people sleeping at the moment, as you can see. And then Ollie is his partner and they bring Ollie in and out all the time. How long has it been in labour for? Five days. But now Joey told me that he reckons that it's not real, that he reckons it's just a gift that they're putting up to get people to like their Facebook page. And I'm like, but I've invested five days into this labour. I'm waiting for a baby giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, must be real. They couldn't do that. That's a big risk, though. Imagine if if something went wrong. Jesus, that'd be horrifying. If something went wrong. 
I mean, there's a lot of neck going on for the umbilical cord to get wrapped around it. Do you know what I mean? A baby giraffe, like, you know the way that can happen? Well, with, yeah. With human kids. Yeah. The umbilical cord gets yeah. wrapped around the neck and then they come out. One and of then... my kids, that I think, Oshin maybe it was around his, or one of them, I think Well, well imagine Oshin's neck was six foot long. Imagine. I wonder if the umbilical cord's as big. Do you know what I mean? Is it like a, you know, like I don't a... know. I'm reaching here at best. I'm just saying, pregnancies and births and labours, they're not the most straightforward things in the world. They're not. A lot can go wrong with a giraffe having a baby. That's all I'm saying. So I have it live on the internet. Imagine a horrend- Imagine the horrendousness of the giraffe. Ah! Woo! And the fucking long neck and the Get head. Get it is- fucking out! The head is stuck in mammy's vagina and the giraffe legs are kicking. Ah! And he's screaming and everything going. Ah! Ah! And she's like, Get this fucking thing out of me! And daddy giraffe, he's, he fucks off to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera's left on. You can see a whole family fall apart before your very eyes. I'm just saying it's a bit risky. That's all I'm saying. Which, by the way... Uh, I don't follow that. I have to say this as well. My dog has started making extraordinarily strange no- noises at night and scaring the bollocks out of me. Which one? Uh, Lilo. Now, she has been sick for three days, right? But I, w- I was getting into bed. What's wrong with Stitch? I was getting into bed. There's nothing wrong with Stitch. I got, in, uh, I got into bed and uh, in the middle of the night, very human fucking noises started coming out of the dog. Scaring the shit out of me now, to be honest with you. <laughs> what kind of noise? So I'm lying there, right? There I am. I'm lying there and I wake up and I just hear this. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Ma, are you right? okay? And I, I, I got really freaked out. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know the way you get the cold sweat hits you? And my heart started beating a bit faster. And then there's a... Uh, I was like, fucking hell. So now I'm out of the bed, right? I only I don't sleep with jocks on, just my t-shirt, right? Flattering. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I like this show. So, the there's, so, there's so much wrong with that. In oh my god, I couldn't think of it worse. Go on, yeah, I'm so, fucking scarred. Whatever, whatever. I'm on my own in the room, right? So I'm there. I'm. Now me, we all know that. Willie's waving around the room. Oh my god. T-shirt on, right? Standing in my bare feet. <laughs> just to the hip bones. Yeah, and then I just hear it again. Ah, ah, ah! Fucking Jesus! Right? <laughs> what are your initial thoughts here? So my initial thoughts are, there's a fucking burglar in the gaff and I'm going to have to wrestle him with me flute out or I'm going to have to run away or I'm going to have to, do you know what I mean? And you, you think you're going to be this big fucking man. When someone goes into your gaff, you think, oh, if anyone can out of my house or fucking get him in a head and we beat the J's out. You start doing, hello? Hello? Fucking, I've got, I, I fucking know you're down there, right? And then, ah, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I turned the light on. Obviously. I turned the light on. But you know the way you flash the light a couple of times in case someone will see a flight and then they'll leg it. So you don't have to have a naked wrestle, right? Yeah, everybody knows that if you're robbing a gaff, the one thing you're afraid of is a flashing light. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a fucking... Yeah, you know what I mean? No one wants to wrestle a naked man or a semi-naked man. That's actually worse. I don't know why semi-naked is worse than naked. Because, to be honest, the t-shirt and no pants is the most disturbing thing in the entire world. I know, but I've no idea why that is. I thought, like, surely fully naked would be more freaky, but it's not. There's something about a t-shirt and nothing else that's much more It's the cut-off point, I think, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like wearing a hat with no pants either. It's just something weird about it. Anyway, so I I turn on the light. Right. I look over and I see the dog is lying down and the poor little thing, she's on her side and she goes, and when the light comes on, she looks at me and goes, ah, I was like, how the fuck did you make that noise? Like, I've never heard a noise like that. And then, of course, I realised she was after doing the squits all over the kitchen. Uh, but, 
mild by comparison to a burglar, right? So you don't lose your fucking marbles over that. True. That's all part of dog ownership. So she's a vet. She hasn't eaten for a couple of days. But she's fine. She's going to be grand. But I never realised dogs or animals could make such human noises. Which brings me back because you know the way they say a banshee years yes. ago? That they used to say there was the banshee was this woman and she uh, combed her hair in she's Irish sign of death. myth and legend she'd comb her hair and she'd make this wailing sound it was, and it was uh, if you heard it it meant someone in your family was going to die yep uh, and it turns out all this time it was cats yeah I never really got did that did you not know that no well I knew it was cats but I didn't I never or it was I, the banshee it depends on what you believe if you believe in Irish folklore yeah, and yeah, my cats. my next door neighbour's mum lived in Jimmy League in County Cork and she heard the banshee coming home when she was a schoolgirl one night. Yeah, she heard a fucking cat. But I just didn't realise how human-like the sound of an animal could be. Well, maybe honestly, that like, Lilo's just spending... Like a fucking person was at the end of my bed going, ah. So imagine what a cat's so, like. Sorry, what happened? So did Lilo go downstairs, poop all over the kitchen, then come up to let you know in a human voice up. and just went, ah. Oh, no, she came up you... and she was lying down and her stomach sore. Oh, she was sore. And she's kind of going, ah. Oh Jesus! Like you know the way you are when you yeah. hangover. Yeah. Oh, she effectively she had a dog version of a hangover. Was she drinking uh, again? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. But she did. Lilo's have, been on the gin. But it was like a hangover sickness. Fuck me! There's nothing worse than a sick, hangover sick. Oh, nothing in the world is worse. Stop. You know when you you know grow. the way you puke up shit that you ate like six years ago. Oh yeah. Like Aah! and there's food coming out you didn't even eat. No. It's like your ass is eating chips behind you and throwing them out. <laughs> And orange <laughs> things. You're like, I didn't even drink anything yeah, orange. Your bum is eating off the table and spitting it out your mouth at the same time. And then you get to that stage where there's nothing left inside your body. But you still want to get sick. No, just, you don't want to get well, sick. Well, your body you still have, wants to get sick. Your body's still just ejecting anything that's in there. Just looking at this side going, oh. Oh. Jesus Christ, oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh, how am I going to live like this? How am I going to live like this? Oh. Oh, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. I remember I pushed so hard once my arse started coughing. Started coughing. I was looking inside the going, and my bum went, Are you okay up there? I was like, stop having an argument with me own hole. That happens, to be fair. I oh, hate dear. hangovers. I really hate hangovers. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about ne- not drinking it. I oh, can't drink it, really, anyway. Well, I haven't drank now in... I, don't, like, I wasn't even meaning to. I haven't drank in a month now. I'm going to keep not drinking until my birthday because I'm 42 and fucking the 18th of April. Freddy Krueger. <sighs> What's Freddy Krueger? They used to, did I tell you this before? I think we talked about it on the podcast. They used, uh, one of the Freddy Krueger films came out on April 18th because it was a girl I went to school with. It was her birthday, Roisin Fitzpatrick. She had a birthday on the 18th oh, of April. You did tell me this. And then my brothers used to have posters. Do you remember you could get film posters from the local video shop? And they used to have them all over their walls. So they'd reg. Like, what was this with lads like? So they had, one wall was beer mats from all over the world. So anybody yeah. who went away brought back a beer mat. I like that. A friend of mine was mad into that too. Yeah, so they'd wall full of beer mats. And then they had all reg plates on another wall. Yeah, and then the, cool. then all of the other walls on the roof were all different films, like film posters. But Brilliant. like not like Bambi or any or Disney shit like all of whatever you know yeah. um, say Brilliant. anything like do you remember say anything with the ghetto blast she held it above his head I think so that yeah one, um, Isabel. but right there was a, a really long thin poster and it was Freddy Krueger right in the middle of their bed so let's just say it, would, it deterred me from ever going into their room but it came out on April 18th and I still remember it read April 18th kind of scraped into the middle of it for Freddy Krueger because do you remember one two Freddy's coming for you three four you better lock Freddy's, your door yeah. Th- uh, five six you better get your crucifix seven eight he's coming eight nine ten You'll be dead then. Well, fucking hell. 
No wonder you have nightmares. You remember shit way too easy. This is very, very true. Oh, I never told you about this, actually, um, which I haven't done it in a while, but I, I was snapping about it. So obviously, you know, I have a small child. Now I have two of them, but I have a smaller one of the, the two variety. Um, and I brought her to see a baby whisper. Oh, you fucking lunatic. This is it now. This is where we go. We had China Terry a fucking a year ago. And now, when we thought we pulled you away from all this garbage... A baby fucking whisperer. Yeah. Now a uh, baby whisperer. I, I, his actually isn't is an osteopath. Um, another, not an osteopath. What is? He's a chiropractor. Another spook job. Chiropractic. Yeah, he, another job that is fucking bollocks. I, t- I t- well, <laughs> you tell that to the people whose bones he realigns. He um, doesn't realign bones. Anyway, doesn't matter. They're, they're not. They're not medical practitioners. I'm just. I'm going to leave it. I'm leaving it there. Anyway, so it's it was an hour, an hour and a half drive from Dublin, so I had to do that drive up and down to bring her. But I'd heard everybody is like, and and th- like you'd walk into the to the waiting room, and bear in mind, like you know, there's other crazy moms like me who do anything, and um, that the room would just be full of carry tots with other women just with that little crazy look in their eyes, just going, "Oh fuck, I hope you do something." So anyway, I brought Hannah in, and he like uh, kind of checked her neck and told me lots of things about her and oh, said she didn't Jesus. sleep and that she went in a certain oh, way. And so I went to see him like seven times. I said four, four or five times. Yeah, up and, like, and he was like, I recommend that you come like two or three times a week. Of course he fucking does. He was like, he recommends you come every day if he could fit you in. Sure he could. So you spend, you go in and the appointment takes about three minutes. So you go in and then he did something to her neck and then he's like, he wasn't quite happy with it. So he's like, come back again. And then he wasn't quite happy with it. So come back again. And Oh my God, Suzanne Kane. And then just to, to be honest, then I just, I got to a point where I was just like, I got exhausted driving up and down. And then Oshin's been sick. So she hasn't been back. To Please see don't him. take your kid back to that lunatic. He's a baby. What's he supposed to be doing to the kid? Whispering to the kid? No, he doesn't whisper. He like, he's something, to, something to do with her. He's South African. He's like, I can't do South African accent. Like her neck is off. If you do this, and I'd, oh, she, you see, she will go a little red around the face, and then now she will sleep better for you. She hasn't actually slept any better. That's because it's not a science. It's a lot of me shy. I bet you it's a lot of me shy. Is it chiropractor? Is that not a... No, chiropractors are spooks. They're not medical practitioners. They're not. They're like, they, they're chiropractors, but they... The, the so, amount of so can I, can clouded I, controversy over the whole thing of chiropractors. Go to a physio. If you've got serious shit, go to a physio. Chiropractors well, so you cause really tell- a lot of damage. Oh great! So now I've damaged my daughter. No, I don't well, think so. I don't. It doesn't sound like you have. But, I and, I stopped going because. Yeah, yeah. But chiropractor, like, put it, do a bit of research on chiropractors. Chiropractors, of course, every chiropractor is going to go. You fucking moron! What do you know? Well, you that's know, fair enough. Any any medical professional will never send you to a chiropractor. Never send you to a chiropractor. So you don't think he's legit? Well, I'd say he's a legit chiropractor. I just think now, there's the a whole, lady there I who she been she had an aggressive teether. What the fuck? In her house. And she'd been about 12 times, but there, her little boy was still aggressively teething. So, I As in, said, her little boy was growing teeth. Yeah. And the it, chiropractor's going to fucking, it, what, take the edge off it? Yeah, so it was, yeah exactly. <laughs> They're called aggressive teethers. He has, he's aggressively teething. I would think anything that pushes, you're pushing calcium through skin, you know. Yeah, it's, it's going, going to be through, yeah. Fuck me. What happened? How did we turn into the, this thing of... Uh, how did our generation end up being the most sort of... Snowflake. Conservative snow... Yeah, I know I, I go on about it, but fuck me. Like, there was this huge... For, for anyone listening now, last week in Ireland, there was this huge news story. Like, and I mean 
fucking huge because they showed this newsreel from 1997 uh, and it was of a baby drinking a pint of Guinness. Yeah. You see it? And it was like, Brilliant. holy shit, a baby drinking a pint of fucking Guinness. And then they... No, and can, can we just say, for just to clarify this as well, it's a baby sipping. Like, it, it's not it's not like a, a toddler sitting at the bar going, how Michael has gone, I'll have, I'll have a pint myself. And that the baby's just sitting there supping on it. Like just to put it into context for those who haven't seen the story, because, you, you know... You get an image of a two, you know, a two-year-old sitting up at the bar or a pint of the black stuff. Yeah, someone's holding the child and and he gives him a forcefully sup of a supping, gives him a yeah. sup of a pint, right? Yeah, which and it was like, everybody oh my did. god, you know, how could you have such a thing? You'd never see that in television now. Oh my god, a baby! And then this nationwide search went out to find the child that drank the Guinness on the television. Now, yeah. let's be fucking honest for a minute. We all were given alcohol as children. Of course we were. All of us. Every fucking one of us. And now that's like, there's parents, young parents now, you just go, oh my God, I'm going to Like, what the fuck happened to us? What the fuck happened to us? We went, how the fuck did we get so overprotective? Playdates. What the fuck are playdates? Well, that's what the, you obviously fuck? haven't been invited on a playdate. Do you remember when you'd wake up on a Saturday and you'd come down to your man and go, all right, man, and she would fuck, get out! Get the fuck out! Get out! And you'd have to leave the house. And you weren't Don't allowed in until, a lo- until it got dark. Yeah. We had an agreement with the paedophiles back then. They can't ride us until it, until it goes dark. Right? That was the agreement. So as long as you got back to the house... Or you went dark, into anywhere in the park you weren't supposed to go. Yeah, or you, yeah, you, you didn't go into their park. territory... Yeah, you didn't go or into the boogeyman. Head. They didn't come yeah. into fucking yours. Get, get out! And now it's standing. like... Right... Simon wants to go and play with Peter. Daddy, get the rifle. And the fucking, they're like, it's like this fucking armed task force bringing their kids across the road to play with the other. Kids now are like cats looking out of house windows with helmets on, looking at their rights. They've got rickets and shit because they're not allowed outside. And then if they do go outside, ah, oh, you know this pathetic shit. You see Daddy and the two sons in matching fucking bicycle helmets cycling through the park. Come on now, Simon. Keep up, Simon. Did you see Joey so- yesterday morning or something? <laughs> <laughs> Simon, Jerry, fall off your bike. Keep up now. Move out of that lady's way. Be careful of the dog, Peter. Be careful. Fuck off, will you? Just fuck off. Let him get savaged by the dog. You fucking have a bit of crack. You learn. Remember when we were like eight, fucked out of the house. And I mean, fucked out of the house for the day on our bike. And now there's actually wankers out there. Who you're saying? You should have to pass a test to try ride a bicycle in the city. Oh, I'm getting pain in my stomach laughing. You get there's actually people out there. There's a, they're a hazard on the roads. You have children out there enjoying themselves and it's hazardous. So fucking what? Just fucking open your eyes. Oh, it drives me insane. I think the problem with kids these days is that they don't eat chewing gum off the ground. I think that that's the basic problem. Oh my god, here perfect example. Summertime was when you'd make your money back on the chewing gum. Now in the winter it was it was a difficult sport trying to get that chewing gum up, but summertime when they cuz they were all the summers were always warmer. When you were a kid, remember, weren't they? Like, they were all... It wasn't. It was cold and pissing rain, but your mat put you in shorts and you went out and that was it. You just moved around. Yeah, you're just fucked. That was you used to... Why are you running, PJ? Because I haven't invented the internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've nothing else to fucking do. I did. I should have this before. Me and my best pal used to sit in our curb outside because obviously you play all the games, but myself and Eve used to sit in the curb outside our house and think that it would be really exciting if a plane crashed on our road just for, like, something to, you know, something to keep us occupied. And then yeah. obviously we go in at seven o'clock and it would be done for the day. Yeah, there was was no repercussions to it it was not like that it was a plane it would actually take on all of our houses and you know people would die and it would be like a major we were just like wouldn't it be great if a plane just landed 
And then, you know, Oh, keep us occupied so we got called in at yeah, seven. Keep you busy till the, till it got dark and we have to go in. Yeah, till he got called in. Yeah. And until he, like, and you were always back kind of in and around your like in and around the house because you knew you were going to get called in. And then you'd have that five more minutes. They're not going to. Yeah. So then all the parents collaborated. Did you have that in your road? So no, all the parents. So basically, no, so really there was a, to talk to my parents. Oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, there was like a tier system. So there was like the kids my age all got called in at a certain. Then my friend Michelle, so she was a bit older, and Jeff, they were so they got called in a little bit later. So then, but like by nature of it, if you were younger, so like my I say I was four, my eldest brother was eight. They were all out on the road playing on the road. Yeah. But I was four, but I was in the front box room. But like I was a four year old, so it was like probably half or nine o'clock at night. It was still a bit bright, and I was like licking the window, going, "If they just let me out there." <laughs> All my dreams are on that road playing kick the can. <laughs> That's how every kid feels now. Yeah, but now every they just. Kid. But we're really lucky actually. We only had this conversation the other day because where we bought our house that we bought, we have a big green in front of us. And I, Joey and I, and like, we've lovely, really young neighbours as well, and they've two young kids. And we're saying, like, we just can't wait for the summer because, like, just for the kids to run around and have that. I think we're going to, like, we've got yeah. they have a goalpost and we're going to get a goalpost. So we're going to have, you know, Games proper, proper outside, yeah, children. and the kids will just run around. Oh, I'm so into that. Jesus Feral, if you Christ. will, but yeah, anyway, we have what got. The fuck do I know? I don't even get to comment on these things. I don't even have a child. I've never got. Well, that's why you so don't I... get invited to play dates. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. then yeah, there's there's so much etiquette that comes with play dates as well because there's certain little shits you don't want your kids to hang around with. Like there's the kids, you know, just the but really annoying kids who like chew fucking I don't know whatever they chew because they're not allowed to have anything. Oh, children. And, yeah. And then there's the biter kids the that you have kids. to be like, oh, she got a bite from a kid a couple of weeks ago and stuff. And it's not the parents' fault. And it's like, it's just kids. Fu- Some of them fucking bite. One of them just happened to take a chunk out of my son. And you have to try and be like, oh, it's grand. Could be anyone. Oh. Have you seen that video going around of the future psychopath child? They give him a budgie. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> they give... <laughs> It's fucking terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. But they give this kid a budgie. Right. And like, talk about a future psychopath. Talk about a kid and he just looks at it on his arm and then goes, huh, and he picks the budgie up in his mouth and bites into the fucking thing. Oh my God, he's like a young Ozzy Osbourne. And you the dad's hands going, Aah! and he's shaking the child's head to get the budgie out. Oh my God, it's terrifying. <laughs> Sebastian, spit it out! Yeah, it's spit like it out! all that kid saw was the protein. He's like, I'm going to get big and kill shit. I'm going to kill shit. Oh. Uh, here um, Pad- Paddy says coming up so before we finish for this morning I have to tell you about this because I think you'll really appreciate it um, so my local GAA club and every like everyone across the the country basically with St. Patrick's uh, Day coming up they, like there's like a you know loads of things happen so my GAA club have a programme of events right this is oh, where right, we're at yeah. right so they have like what's happening so like you know there's you can watch the Six Nations so it starts on Friday the 11th so next Friday yeah this Friday coming so it's Wednesday now when you're listening or whatever day you listen but Friday the 10th starts you can go because Ireland are playing on next Friday night which is just a weird time for them in to rugby, play yeah it? yeah. I don't know about rugby so they're playing and then the Skull Narinka show I guess so there's like a bit of a Kaylee on for the kids so that's going on and then Saturday of course there's more and then there's a Kyo a Kyol, or a Trad session or whatever going on, on on the Sunday and the Monday then they have other stuff on Tuesday there's something on but my favourite is that we get to Wednesday so Wednesday the 15th and this in the planning of events for Patrick's week is bed early couple of big days ahead it's actually look at that that's in the programme it's in the programme go to bed it's like bed early couple of big days ahead (laughs) so well done St. Jude's because that is my absolute favourite ever and then they have the Jude's Jumbo Buster because then you lead into (laughs) Cheltenham so there's something for everyone but my favourite is is that like it's like 
the Wednesday you need to get yourself to bed. It's just so Irish. It's, it's like crazy. Paddy's Day coming back around again. It's oh, like before we go, by yes, the way. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to to, to piss on your uh, St Patrick's Day parade, but a uh, big weekend for British sport. If you're into boxing, you didn't see the fight, did you, David oh, Hay hey, and David last Bellew? night. Man. Where was that on? It was on over in England because okay. Katie Taylor, our own Katie Taylor, was on the undercard. Of course, she had another stamp and win. Like, Nobody's did gonna she stop. win? I she just saw. I, I was like, middle of the night doing stopped feeds. I saw hand. Katie. Katie. Yeah, yeah, stopped her handy first couple of rounds. No problem. To did Katie she? Taylor. Katie oh Taylor, my god. Just, oh, she's amazing. My yeah. mom of course, she won't. Yeah. I'd like to thank God for being in the ring. You did it yourself, Katie. Take the fucking credit. No, but it was God. The fight, the big fight. David Talk Bellew to me about this. Yeah. And David Hay. Right. These are the. Heavy? Heavyweight. Like so now this is a fight I've been, I was really looking forward to seeing. Okay, did you say much about it? the hate match? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to watch it kind of on my phone through an illegal stream because I just I was out doing a gig last night for DID Electrical, which should have been fucking shit. It was actually really good crack, right? Uh, so I did this... Um, this was a corporate gig. Corporate gigs are always shit. Money's they were fucking money. lovely. They were lovely. It was a really nice gig. Fairness, I uh, like the DID Electrical. I don't know if I've ever bought anything from them. And I noticed... And they're Irish. You want to make someone laugh in DID Electrical? Take the piss out of Power City. Works fucking a charm. It's like, it's like <laughs> honestly, it's like Scotland and England. You can just slag one off to the other. Did, they you, take to it, did you go after Harvey Norman? Never thought to take Should've Harvey. Drunk. He's, the, he's the big hitter, isn't he? Yeah, go Harvey, go. There's loads yeah. there. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so this fight, David Hay, David Bellew. David Bellew, I wanted David Bellew to win. Right, right okay. Just Where are they David from? Hay just is, give me a bit of... So they're both English. Yeah. And there's this big, huge grudge match that's been going on. David Hay, the millionaire boxer, the champion, the current fucking, uh, the big man, the absolute out-and-out favourite, right? right. Out-and-out favourite. Yeah. He has, it's been like a movie. He's been training in Miami. He's been, like, living it up on yachts. He's been See, taking all the snappy pictures. Rocky. He's been doing all of this shit. He's been living the life, right? He's been training on the machines. He's got the best crews in the world working with him. Dun, David Bellew, dun, dun, who dun, was dun. in Rocky, He's the uh, he's the guy that fights Creed in the last Rocky film. No point in telling me, go on. Uh, anyway, he has been just working out on a pissing rain Sheffield. He's been fucking slogging at it, like hammering away. He's a total underdog, but both of them, and the reason this fight was interesting, have hated the living shit out of each other. I mean, it is an absolute hate match, right? Right. So much so they can't even say anything half decent about each other. It's been a real grudge match. So... What should have been not that big a deal with a fight because you've got the same two nationalities. It's like, you know, not not a huge fight you would have imagined has turned into this huge circus because of the sheer, pure hatred between these two men, right? Love it. Uh, so it comes down to the fight. Belly's expected to get knocked out in a couple of rounds. Hay has been well prepared. They go into this fight together. A few rounds in, it's fucking all over the place. Hay comes out attacking. He throws a few digs. It's all gone the way we predicted. Now, there was rumours that his leg was sore before the fight. Right. I saw something about this online that he was carrying an injury. Then you see in round four, round five, he start, his leg's gone. His fucking leg is gone, right? Now, this is the mark of a champion, right? Uh -huh. This guy, his leg is gone. You don't throw the fucking towel in with David Hay. Now, I'm not a fan of David Hay. Until last night, I really didn't like the guy. That's why right. I wanted Bellew to win. Because okay. Bellew isn't a likeable fucking chap either, right? Right, okay. So David Hay comes out. His leg is fucking gone. Like, the man can hardly stand. Right. And he still trades punches and finishes off the fourth round. He goes out in the fifth round. He still trades punches and goes out. Then Bellew mm. eventually knocks him through the ropes. His leg is so fucking sore. It actually... He, it, he, you, you didn't think he was going to be able to climb through the ropes to stand back up, right? And uh, the fight... That's the end of the fight. Bellew wins. It's a huge upset in the boxing world. David Hay, what a fucking champ. What a fucking champ. He stands up, right? 
He never mentions his bad leg. Not once does he use it as an excuse in the post fight. Not once. He never brings it up. They, they, he stands there and he says, I, I got beaten by the better guy. End of story. He puts his arm around Bellew. Bellew goes, to be honest, maybe I got lucky. No, you put me down, mate. You put me down. Never, never talks about it. True fucking grit. True grit. Talk about changing. And then it turned into this hilarious, it was like a, a, bro, a total like. romance. The two of them are there with their arms around each other. Should they convince each other that the other guy was better than him? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll pay. No, I'll pay. It's so, no, it actually I'll finished pay. so wonderfully British in the end. Yeah. You know, two British lads. No, no, fair is fair, mate. You put me down. No, no. Why we have it? You're a great fighter. Great fighter. So this, like, hate game became the biggest boxing love-in But was it just, time. is it just a load of hoopla for, like, as in for to make you know the way oh pantomime yeah is that is that what because I don't I'm not I'm not really okay with boxing I'm learning about UFC just a little bit just because you have no fucking choice because everywhere every gauger under the sun's like oh I found fucking McGregor his whole fucking career although I told you this I've been going to boxing for a long time yeah I told you I I like going to boxing but there's always a fucking element in the crowd that is like a bit shy baggy. Yeah. Right? There's always that. Yeah. When I Gougers. They go to almost have, a, have their own fight. Like, They're the ones who hate the British who are standing there wearing Manchester United jerseys. Those ones. Those lads, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then I went to uh, an MMA night for the first time. I expected Tell that to be this, worse. Yeah. I swear to fuck, right? It was totally the opposite. Like it was really, like, it really took me by surprise. Uh, they were all really like women in dresses all done up. No fucking aggro. Yeah, Everyone, you see they're trying to bring sort of party the party atmosphere. Is it because it, it's, it's a different? It's a different. The UFC and and that MMA and stuff. It's a. I think it's a different. It's a different. I don't know. Different class of. I don't mean a different class of people. Yeah, it's just a different. Do you know what I mean? And also because MMA and because of Conor McGregor, it's like it's young and it's. I'm gonna sound like an owl, but it's young and it's cool. Do you, yeah. do you understand? Like no, that is it. every young flirt that like everybody I know is like wants to get to Vegas and watch Conor McGregor. Per like you know, and I will get sucked into. I want to watch Conor McGregor. He's Irish. I want him to win, but there's an element of him that I I want his head smashed smashed in. in. <laughs> but it's and it's so, I'm so conflicted because I hugely <laughs> admire what he does as a person like as in what he's achieved he's like a, a you know a oh, young fellow from Crumlin who's like bust his bollocks he's a fucking plumber from yeah. Crumlin yeah, yeah. He's actually unemployed like I don't think he even actually has fully has a false trade if you know what I mean like and now look at him he's absolutely fucking running the show and yeah. I lo- I absolutely love that and I, I highly respect that but he also gives me a pain in my hole that yeah, I want him no to get humility. a fucking yeah because he's got no humility, no. he can't just yeah, he has to fucking rub your nose and everything. Yeah. But uh, and that's then and then he hear what like and, and with with all that power and with all of that fame comes all of the stories that go with Conor McGregor and all the he's done this and he's done that and he runs with this and he do and you kind of go yeah you're are you a bit of a gouge are you a bit of an old gouge or Conor but yeah so <laughs> anyway there you go right let's wrap up sixty uh, for today yes um, we will be back next week with another one don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can tweet us we'll do some of the tweets actually in the next podcast in 61 uh, but you can tweet us at Dublin Podcast at PJ Galler at Suzanne Kane FM and uh, PJ probably won't answer but Dublin might I'll try I fucking loads to be doing I'm sorry I apologise right anyway there you go that's 60 peace peace out y'all motherfucker peace out,